It is time for bookofexperts.tv. I'm excited to be back because you know, today we're going to be talking about a, a topic that will be of great interest to our community. We serve expert-based entrepreneurs, and we know a lot of you are also parents. And this past year has been, wow, like what have we just gone through uh, for a lot of you? Uh, disruption, right, left, and otherwise. Uh, but we're actually going to talk about not just what's been happening in the past, but the future of education. So our guest is going to be coming on. We're going to talk about how entrepreneurs think about education, including uh, this is the guy and the and the group of schools that Gary Vaynerchuk said, this is how I would do schooling as well. So let's dig into that. I'm going to welcome on our guest, Matt Boudreaux from Acton Academy Placer or actonplacer.com. You can find out a little bit more. Uh, welcome, Matt. Excited to have you on because this uh, this topic, I am a parent, five children, uh, one of them that we're actually unschooling now. And I know from the conversations that we've had in this past year with everything going on with a pandemic and school disruption, this is this is a topic that's on top of uh, our community's mind. We have a lot of entrepreneurial parents out there. Mm -hmm. I really wanna talk about where you're going as well because the future of education, I think as entrepreneurs, we see a lot of stuff that we do differently. And I know you've got your hands in the mix on that. So I'd love to, can't wait to hear more about that. You bet. It's my favorite thing to talk about. So I'm definitely glad. To, and you're right. It is top of mind for everybody. We've, you know, across the network have said that this is really um, this pandemic has been kind of this emperor has no clothes moment for entrepreneurs all over the world. We've been doing what we've been doing here for a little while now and everything's been going well. And this all of a sudden, you know, is, is really just shining an extra light on it. And uh, I think it's a good thing for everyone. So excited to talk about it. Matt, can you give us, set the stage for us, if you would, a little bit about uh, how you got to what you're doing? Because it, folks may not be yet familiar with the story, yep. but a couple highlights that I want to share, uh, and then you can talk about how this has all come together. But over 280 locations uh, globally mm -hmm. uh, with people like Gary Vaynerchuk raving about the work that yep. you're doing. What is your background and what happened before the world turned upside down a year ago? Yeah, great question. So, and you're right, Gary is, is you know, singing our praises. Seth Godin is very vocal at this point, saying Acton Academy is all that makes sense. Damon John, we've got a number of people who are pushing forward uh, for good reasons. So, um, you know, personally, I, I come out of education, so I understand the education game and I use the word game very, very intentionally. Um, so I understand it very well. I was a public school teacher, a public school administrator, private school teacher, private school administrator, uh, have worked in universities, Stanford included, uh, and worked with universities all over the world. So I know the K through 12 and the quote unquote higher ed game uh, very, very well. I've worked in a number of capacities in those games, um, which is precisely why I left those. Uh, having children of my own, uh, and knowing what Acton Academy was all about and kind of where that was going, um, it was a no-brainer for me that that we need to be a part of that network and really be a big part of pushing that forward. And, um, you know, my my other job, so to speak, over the last seven, eight years has been as a keynote speaker and consultant for Fortune 500s around the world. And so what's really cool is I'm going to the biggest companies, Amazon, Google, Netflix, Microsoft, you know, Lockheed Martin, Purina, whoever, and I'm hearing from them exactly what they're not getting from young people, what they wish they saw from their recent college grads, and they're not seeing it. And I can take that back to our schools and just help inform exactly what it is that we are doing. So, um, you know, I always tell people I'm very, very biased, but you can also be biased and not be wrong. Uh, and I think that's the case. We are, in my opinion, the best schools globally, 
period. End of story. How how does it actually work? So you have the physical campuses, but but how are you able to be in two over two hundred eighty different schools? Uh, are are you? Uh, I guess I'd like to understand a little bit more. Is it a what is the academy structure? How much of it is virtual? How much of it is the the infrastructure that runs a school on a day to day from principals all the way through to the janitors yeah. and the teachers in the in the hallways and classrooms? Yeah. But how did how did you get to this point and built out to that extent. So here's how, so we really are a, a network. So when I say network, you know, people, the closest thing people are related to is a franchise. It's not a franchise. We are a network of individuals who very much not only believe in building this better model, but we believe in doing so together. So it's a continuous feedback loop where, you know, I was on a phone call on my way to work today with, uh, you know, a gentleman who runs the the campus in Malaysia. And we're talking about some of the same kind of things. And, and I also liken us to CrossFit a bit where you've got individuals who are running individual boxes, but we're all speaking the same language globally, right? We're all yeah. talking about the same equipment. We're talking about the same workouts. So what we've essentially done is we've created systems that allow for young people to flourish. And the adults on those physical campuses, we don't go, we've had to go virtual a little bit because of this pandemic. And that's been up to the individual locations, by the way. We've been here at the campus that I'm currently at. We've been full bore for almost this entire year um, and everything's been fine. So, but it's about the systems. You know, you mentioned the teachers, the janitors, the principals. What we do is we have systems in place so that all of those positions you just named, well, they're actually the students. So we've created structures where what we tell people is our ideal day is no adult shows up. The students don't care. It doesn't matter. And they still go forward to have a productive day. And that sounds cute and it sounds cliche, but it is so ridiculously real. And so we have got structures and systems in place to where the adults can set forward these systems. They start handing over powers and responsibilities to the young people and the adults get to step back more and more and more as the community grows and that's why we've been so successful and been able to spread the adults that are here on this campus right now know that their mission is to become irrelevant as quickly as they can and as soon as they can become irrelevant we're going to move them to a different location to then do the same thing interesting Scary. Very yeah, interesting. scary and scary, scary and interesting at the same time. It's scary until you see it in action, and then you understand why our students are getting recruited straight from here in high school to go to six-figure jobs because there are hum human beings don't usually look like they do. How how many of the schools in the network were existing schools that tapped into the Acton model, and how many of them are new schools that started from scratch with the with the model? all new there's all no new. Way, all new there is no way that a traditional school environment would convert and that's usually systemically if a traditional school is is built as either a you know obviously they're either a public school or maybe a charter which charter is really just kind of a fancier public school um or it's a private school that usually models itself after a traditional school um none of which would would transfer over the the hierarchy that exists in those traditional models the top down um you know the the adult authoritarian none of those things are going to match there's not really a way to meld 
those two things, all of these have started from scratch. Wow, that's so uh, that's amazing. I, I didn't realize that you guys had expanded that that big. So uh, what does that typically look like when, when a new when an individual is looking at this and saying, yep. are, are they recognizing it for for their children? Is that sort of the seed of Genesis? It, it usually is. Right. So we've got, you know, you mentioned about 280 locations, right? We want to push to about a thousand strong locations globally. We have applications in from around the world. Uh, I think there's we're up to about 17,000 applications in to open an Acton Academy. We will not do that. We very, uh, very much control kind of that funnel and that filter of who is coming in. Um, but we have found that the people who are most successful at joining our network and actually making this work, um, one of those you know, kind of defining principles usually is they've got their own kids that they want to build. It's that's the why, right? Because they make no mistake. This is a ridiculously hard thing to do. And you have got to be very, very vested. This is not a, a way to make quick money. This is not, a, this is not an easy, it is far from easy. Um, so you've got to really be invested and having your own child usually brings that level of investment. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I can see that. Yes, um, so, so, um, at the point that a, uh, a new location, I guess that's how you're describing a new yes, Acton sir. Academy is coming online. Yes, sir. Can you, can you walk through that on-ramp into the process? Cause I think this is going to be fascinating. And for the entrepreneurs out there, I think this is what you guys are going to geek out about because you know, we're a lot of our entrepreneurs, they're, they're quick starting, they they're visionary, they see these ideas. So yeah. seeing it applied into the stodgy world of education is going to yeah. amp up a lot of folks. And I want to hear yeah. the specifics from you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to. So, you know, there's an entire, again, coming into the, coming into the network, there's an entire audition process from the get go. And we have people, um, you know, go through different phases of answering. We want to get to know them. So we want them to answer some, answer some questions about, you know, kind of their why behind all this. We have a series of books that we ask them to read and respond to. We have um, video auditions that they will, you know, come online and we want to get to talk to them and get to know them. So it's a pretty rigid process to get into the network itself. And then once you're into the network, um, essentially what you're coming into is all of the IP around how we even do this, how we make this happen. So you come into the network and you get access to what we call our tool shed, which is quite honestly, every conversation we've ever had online every uh, Socratic conversation anybody on a campus has ever videoed and put out for um, for critique, every small individual project, every large scale quest project. I mean, quite literally everything we have ever done is there. And all you are asked to do as you come in is download as much as you can. And in the process of you moving forward and all of us helping you move forward, you just share as well. If I create a project on this campus and we implement it and all of our launch pad, which is what we call high school, high school implements this project. I'm documenting that whole process. I'm, I'm uh, mapping out, you know, day one through day 30, what they did, what they didn't do, how this worked. And I am sharing all of that with the network. Everybody in that network can then take that information and go, hmm, okay, this makes sense. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll provide this as an option for our young people. Or maybe we won't. Or maybe we'll modify it. All of those things are fine. Um, but 
as you come in, that's really what you get is this massive download. And so then we're just helping you learn to uh, build the community, choosing the right people. I could triple the population of this campus that I'm on right now tomorrow if we just let our entire wait list in. But we have no desire to do that because we need the right people here too. We need the right families here. So we walk you through, okay, well, how do you find the right families? What does the right family mean? What does that look like? And then what are the systems that you need to start putting in place so that students truly can learn to be self-directed and be personally responsible and actually run what essentially becomes a workplace for young people. That is a multi-layered process that we walk you through depending on where you are, what your community is, what your influence is. Um, it is, there is no, here's what it looks like for every single person A to Z. It's different for everybody because every community is different. I, I'm right. I'm typing a note in our comments right now because I love that description of uh, the school and the educational experiences being like a workplace for young people. Yes, sir. In in the best possible way. We're not talking yes, about the the negative connotation, where, you know, sweatshops Correct. and things like that. But the Correct. you know the this the the it is a different environment. The academic. So so you know just as an aside for you, Matt, I didn't really share this, but my my master's degree is in higher education. Yep. And so I came out of the educational world. And one of the reasons why I've been in the business space for the last 20 years, I think it's been now, is because it was so slow moving. And I enjoy the atmosphere that I'm in now. It's fast. We break things. We fix things. Where It's right. very solution oriented. Right. I felt like I was going to die by committee when I was in the educational space. Um, and so I love that aspect that you, that you're bridging the gap. Can we talk numbers for a second? I, I, sure. I still want to understand the model a little bit. How big is a typical, like this is K to 12 age, age so range. It, it depends on the campus. So, you know, we, cause we don't say it's wrong if you only ideally want to have 30 or 40 students, right? Like that's not, who's to say that that's wrong. If that's what you want to do, that's great. If maybe you just, you want to stay, you know, kind of at that number and you ultimately want to go k-12 and you're just going to start elementary that's fine too it really depends on where you're at but um, many of the campuses do ultimately want to grow k through 12. Um, an ideal for us k through 12 campus is probably somewhere around the 150 to maybe 200 student mark that's really kind of the ideal uh size you get any any bigger than that and you're probably better off actually building another campus interesting mm -hmm. so the the clusters it's kind of runs along that dunbar's number the 150 mm -hmm. you know uh yep. uh is is a cluster a functional cluster and, and when yes, it gets sir. too big it becomes unwieldy that's exactly right so and that's real so that that's a huge part of the reason that we do stay um roughly at that level. And by the way, you know, the, again, the ideal, if you've got that 150 students, you probably got two adults. Wow. Folks, I want, you know, I, I don't think I have to say that again, but you know, I think there were some people like eyes got big and, and a double takes where, where, because we know in the traditional school system that those administrative, that overweight of the administration right. level can often be the hardest part for our community schools. So right. uh, Matt, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we have a podcast plan. This is a short form today. I feel like we, we could, could be talking two hours on this subject. I, I love where you're going, but in the time that we have left, yes, sir. would you take us 
because of your position, because of the work that you're doing and what the data that you've been collecting, mm -hmm. can you project out into the, what does the next five to 10 years look like in the educational space? Yeah. So there's a difference between education and schooling. So I always want to make sure that that is a clear distinction. Schooling is what schools do. That is what, you know, your, your traditional K through 12. So I will tell you from being in that space too, that space schools are going to just look more of the same. There's going to be more of a lockdown. There's going to be more of a, well, sometimes you're on campus. Sometimes you're not, sometimes you're virtual. Sometimes you're not. There's more of a focus on testing. There's more of a focus on an agenda being driven from a political standpoint, that is not going away. So if you're an entrepreneur and you've got your kids in a traditional environment, even if you're in the Midwest and you're like, well, we're not seeing it yet, you're going to. So there's school and then there's education. Education is moving towards self-direction. Education is moving towards the winners in society. And by winners, I mean those who are able to define what success looks like. They're able to move in a direction they want to go. They're able to build a life that they don't feel like they need a constant vacation from. They're not emotionally overwhelmed. They're self-confident. They're self-aware. They have all of those things. That is because education is around personal responsibility and it's around the ability to know what your strengths are, to capitalize those, to focus on those, and the ability and really level of comfortability in adapting. We know all too well that adaptation is a need now. It's only becoming more of a need every single year, no matter what industry you're in, right? So the ability to be comfortable with not just teaching yourself how to learn anything. So like learning to learn, I can teach myself if something all of a sudden becomes relevant, but I'm also comfortable with unlearning not getting stuck in tradition and saying, well, this is the way we've always done it. That's a death sentence for schools. It's been, a, as you know, it's a death sentence for businesses. Right? And, and most of my corporate clients, if they're stuck in that mode, they're gone. Welcome to Toys R Us. Welcome to Blockbuster, right? So um, having young people who are outside of that bubble and have that kind of thought, that's where education is going. So we're seeing um, Acton is truly taking the lead from a global standpoint on pushing that on pushing that forward. So Acton will continue to grow. I think you'll see universities shifting to that modality too. Big universities will close. There will be mergers. Universities will shift towards not just being a degree mill, but they will be. Um, they'll offer certificates of expertise to allow people to focus. Um, you'll see an explosion of trades. You'll see an explosion of these small pods. You'll see an explosion of homeschooling and unschooling. All of this. Um, will just astronomically increase over the next five years. And to bring uh, this back around to where we started this past year, kind of shine the light on, as you called it, the emperor has no clothes. And we right. all see it and we're all finally acknowledging it, uh, that there's some problems out there. So I love the fact that folks are thinking about this out of the box in a, in a different way, thinking about out, outside the academy even, right? A whole different way of looking at um, how do we solve this in to make the adults, uh, you know, irrelevant, they can, they can step away and the kids take over. I think that's, uh, that says it all about where, what you're putting in place. It really does. If you think about it from a parental standpoint, you said you have five kids, you don't want to have all five of your children being in their thirties and forties living at home. You want to have provided them enough leadership and ability so they can still, they still want a relationship with you, but you're no longer making the rules. They are out functioning in society. They don't need you at that point. That's what we want for our students too. School is not designed to do that. School is designed to keep you handcuffed. So yeah. we are releasing those handcuffs to allow those people to go forward and build a life that they're excited about.
This has been great, Matt. I, I think we've got a lot of folks, uh, like I said, entrepreneurs and parents that are in our community that are going to sit up and take notice. Uh, and they're going to be checking you out at uh, actinplacer.com. What was the other, uh, there's a, the Apogee website. Can we make sure we get that in there too? And I'll put it in the comments. I appreciate it's, that. Yeah, it's Apogee Strong. So A-P-O-G-E-E strong.com. Um, and that is the uh, mentorship program, the global mentorship program that Tim Kennedy and I have put together and are running for uh, for young men around the world. And there is crossover there. Everything I do from my podcast to Apogee, all of that feeds back into the Acton network and there's crossover there um, all together. So yeah. Awesome. We've, we've got that in the comments for folks Thank that you. were catching this on the social media side. Uh, we've again, actinplacer.com. If you're hearing this through the podcast and you can just remember that one as well. Uh, Matt, really appreciate you taking the time. This has been fascinating. Pleasure is mine, Tobin. Thanks for everything you're doing, man.